The Hoosiers are set to take on the big bad UConn Huskies, and we have a preview of that matchup today. Uh, we have a special guest coming in to talk about UConn, talk about their season, their path to the Sweet 16, and where the Hoosiers might be able to take some advantage and, and where they might struggle. Lots to talk about as we preview a big Sweet 16 matchup on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, March 25th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics, whether it's news, analysis, recaps, or as we'll do today, previews. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys uh, for stopping by and making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day. More specifically, your first listen every day. Reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Premiere our episodes there at 7 a.m. each morning. As I said, we've been talking about it a lot this week. The Hoosiers are set to finally face... UConn, of all teams, it's going to be a fun one. We have Russ Steinberg of Boardroom, longtime UConn fan, coming in to talk to us today about the Huskies. Uh, it's a great conversation. Looking forward to you guys listening to it. Before we dive into that, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Won't keep you guys waiting any longer. Let's dive into this conversation. And as promised, joining me now, writer over at Boardroom, does lots of things over there, also has done lots of things, lots of writing throughout. Uh, a lot of it's been about UConn throughout the time. Uh, Russ Steinberg, Russ, bud, how you doing? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. First day in like a week that we don't have an NCAA tournament game to watch. So a little unsure what to do. It feels weird. It, I so much I you played the men's team right away on that Tuesday. So right. it felt from like that Tuesday through uh Monday that it was just nonstop something to to talk about. And I mean I enjoy it. This is I said this elsewhere. This is like my favorite week of the year, is that oh yeah the first week of the NCAA tournament for both the men's and women's it, I just sit at my TV and just watch basketball all day. Yeah. That, that's what I did. I was, I was sick most of last week. So I was home. I was working from home and I just had the TV on and I got to say, if there's a week to be sick, like this is the, <laughs> that was the perfect week. I just yeah. sat there and watched basketball. It was perfect. Yeah, absolutely. There'd be no better time to just curl up on the couch and, yeah. and watch TV for the whole week. And, I, I mentioned this as well, that kudos to to Turner for getting the timing right on these because you can now on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sunday, just as one game ends, you'd flip it over to another one and there's about 10 minutes left. And it feels like mm -hmm. endless cycle where you're able to keep doing that. We were just talking into the IU game, uh, just flip it over and I get to watch the second half of UConn UCF and, and see how um who the Hoosiers are going to play so kudos to these guys it feels so wild that there was a time where you wouldn't even be able to watch uh your team play potentially if you weren't on the right side of the country or whatnot but 
they they've mastered it and yeah there's no better time to be stuck in front of a tv to uh to, to watch these these games yeah um you know since i think it was last year was the first year the espn did this where you could watch every single game on the women's side and it's been it's been a total game changer mm -hmm. and i've seen so much more of this tournament than i normally do uh through having you know two screens and a laptop and whatever uh, and being able to watch the men and women's tournaments at the same time has been awesome. Yeah, speaking of the women's tournament, I mean, admittedly, I haven't always paid a ton of attention to it because IU hasn't been in it. I just kind of watch it as a casual. This is definitely the most intensively I've I've watched it. This has been a really fun year for women's basketball and watching so many upsets. And it's just been a lot of fun just, just watching these games this year. Yeah, and the first weekend of the tournament was fantastic. Uh, so, you know, schools like South Dakota, Creighton, Belmont winning a game. Um, it, it it was a lot of fun. And having upsets like this, it's good for the game. You know, it, it's unfortunate that this tournament loses someone like Caitlin Clark in the second round. So you're not going to be able to hype her up for the next weekend. But I think what they lost what the tournament lost in that they gained back and more and just the unpredictability of how this first weekend went a little bit of short-term loss, but maybe long-term gain uh, with, with getting these upsets. It was wild. Even I went to turn on the Iowa game. Um, I believe it was on Saturday as well. Uh, whenever it was, I went to turn it on. It was on APC. Yep. Just the idea of seeing um, a women's game on ABC at that time, uh, was awesome, and I I haven't looked at the TV schedule. Hopefully, it's something that they continue doing because uh, Caitlin Clark. I watched that Iowa team in person at the Big Ten tournament. They were really really good, uh, but that's just kind of the nature of of the tournament is one bad game and and you're done. And kind of on that note, uh, UConn's path to the Sweet Sixteen featured uh, who. A, a tough one against UCF. We were talking beforehand uh, about that game. How much were you sweating that one out? Um, a little bit. I think once UConn took the lead in the second half, even though they kind of almost gave it up, I, I wasn't too worried about them losing that game. It made me a lot more worried about what's next. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even though... I know I'm going to contradict myself on here because I'm also going to say that UConn's not going to face another team that defends like UCF did. They're not going to be forced to play that style again. So in that way, I shouldn't really use that as an indicator for what's to come. Uh, but but it worried me. I mean, as a UConn fan, I'm used to seeing this team win by 50 in the second round. Mm -hmm. And I knew that wasn't going to be the case in this game going in just because the way UCF plays they slow it down. They make it ugly. They're not a team that's going to get blown out uh, it, if they're only giving up, say, 50 at most 60 points in a game. It's just there's not enough possessions to blow them out. Uh, but the fact that it was only five, it, it was jarring. And the fact that, you know, if maybe UCF made a couple more free throws, maybe if the the fans weren't such a factor that they were. Maybe a couple of calls go the wrong way. Uh, this could have been a loss, and I'm I'm just not used to it. It was a weird, uh, as an IU fan watching this, 
I really didn't know how to who I wanted because obviously you want to make as deep a run as you can. Uh, and UCF is the lower seeded team and just kind of on paper or, or theoretically, that would be an easier game. Um, but also I enjoy kind of the idea of going up against a program like UConn. That's just kind of this measuring stick of, of women's college basketball for so long. And the idea of this is the best IU team that they've ever had. Um, why not take a shot at a, at a program like UConn? You guys hear me talk about Built Bar all the time. And it's really because they're worth talking about. I'm not giving up my New Year's resolutions this year to eat better. And that's because of Built Bar. If you guys haven't already, make sure you try out the new Puffs. Uh, they're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. Just like Built Bars themselves, Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. You're still getting the same high-protein, low-calorie, high-fiber, low-carb experience that you do with Built Bars as well. If you guys are interested in checking them out today, as well as your regular Built Bars that are always delicious as well, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. It's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now let's throw it back to our conversation with Russ. It's been an interesting year for the Huskies, just kind of from afar. Um, they're they're 27-5, and five, but they're just a two-seed. I mean, I say just a two-seed, but for UConn, that seems abnormal. What's this year kind of been like for the Huskies? Uh, it's been unlike anything uh, we've ever experienced. And it's not not even because, you know, they have five losses, which in UConn, uh, in UConn country, that's scary. Yeah. Um, because there have been UConn themes in the past that have, haven't been elite. Uh, it, it's the fact that it was the injuries. I mean, in most, I think in four of those losses, UConn only had two of its current five starters. Uh, I mean, it wasn't just the Paige Beckers injury. Obviously, that hurt a lot. But AZ Fudd missed a long period of time. Caroline Ducharme missed time. Olivia Nelson-Adota missed time. Kristen Williams missed a couple of games. Um, they had a couple of players transfer out during the season. This team faced a lot of adversity. And the fact that they came through it with only five losses, uh, it, not bad at all. And none of those losses were to bad teams. I mean, the worst loss they had was to Villanova, a team that gave Michigan everything it could handle last night. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that they came out of it okay. I think they are in some ways stronger for it, um, being that they've now faced adversity, which past UConn teams had not until the tournament. And I think that killed them. I think last year's team um, is a good example of that. In other ways, I mean, Paige missed 19 games. She is not her normal self, if you will, right now. And I think you're able to see that last night. So in that way, they're not quite as strong. Um, hopefully, you know, she's got another four or five days here. Hopefully she's a little bit better 
this weekend, and she'll have to be, or UConn's going to go home. But it, it's been a wild season. Yeah, still looking at the schedule. Uh, you guys haven't lost since February 11th. Does it feel like you're you? They've started to. I mean, I know a lot of it's just simply getting healthier, but it, it, have they kind of turned a corner and starting to get back on track at least? Yeah, if you if you throw away last night's game, call it an aberration for whatever reason. They missed a ton of layups. Uh, UCF is a really weird team to play against. Whatever, then then I think so. They looked really really good in the Big East tournament. And I think the first weekend of the NCAA tournament has shown that the Big East is a lot better conference than people thought. Uh, Villanova is a better team than people thought. Creighton, obviously. Uh, DePaul, unfortunately, didn't really show up in its first four game. But trust me, they're, they're a decent team. And I think Marquette playing in the WNIT is pretty good as well. They looked really good in the Big East tournament. They looked good down the stretch in the regular season. I was feeling very good going into the tournament. And I thought, after kind of coming out slow against Mercer in the first half, uh, they responded really well and really played a good game in the last 30 or so minutes. Uh, so I was feeling very good about this team. Now, obviously, that's being pulled back a little bit. Uh, but I think we've seen what this team can be, and I think that's very promising. Diving in a little deeper to this this UConn team, starting kind of offensively, um, I know you mentioned Paige Becker's injury. I know a lot of people know about her, but if, with her missing as many games as she did, uh, a lot of other people have had to step up. So, I mean, offensively, I, including Paige, I guess, where are the points coming from for this UConn team? One of the good things about this team is that there are a lot of answers to that question. Um, it could be Paige on a given night, although I think since she came back, she hasn't really shown that consistently. Uh, AZ Fudd and Caroline Ducharme, the two freshmen, have both been really, really good. And I think one of the silver linings to Paige's injury is that forced the two of them to step up. And they really came on while she was gone. And in, again, like I said, the team is stronger for it in that sense. Um, Kristen Williams, the senior, has the ability to really go into a takeover mode almost. Uh, and knock down shots. She can get to the basket. She can. She just doesn't do it consistently. Um, in the front court, I think Dorka Yuhas has shown the ability. Um, other than that, this has been a tough year for Leah Edwards. Um, Olivia Nelson Adota, excellent defensively, not really a scorer. So I wouldn't really look to the front court for that. Uh, but you kind of has a lot of different weapons on, on the wing that they could get you with. And, I mean, the, the one area that IU has really struggled with this season um, has been in the post, in the front court. Um, Monica Sinano tore them up three separate times. Diamond Miller for Mar uh, Maryland did as well. Uh, but it doesn't sound like there's any kind of big go-to score for UConn in the front court. No, like I said, it, it if Dorka Juhas is having a good game, she can do it. She missed a few layups last night that drove me insane. <laughs> um, but I, I think she would be the best candidate for that. Uh, something that Gino Oriema really had his post players do in the offseason is try to extend their game a bit beyond the basket. And so you've seen 
Olivia Nelson Adota develop an okay uh, jump shot from 10, 15 feet out. Uh, Dorka has kind of picked it up from there as well. Um, but as far as going inside goes, they can do that against overmatched competition. I know UConn has a size advantage in this game against Indiana. Um, maybe this is just me not being as familiar with Indiana and the way that they play. I'm not sure how much of a factor that's going to be. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised at least if to start, that's where UConn tries to look, especially knowing how someone like Paige Beckers likes to run her offense. Um, she is a pass first point guard, particularly, uh, in, in the first half. She likes to try to get her teammates involved. That's probably where they'll look to start. And then if they have to kick it out, uh, like I said, they have the shooters. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either for for what I said with the Hoosiers struggling against, albeit really good post players, but still struggling at times to um, defend the post. And, I mean, you can just look at UConn's roster and see multiple 6'5 players and know that they're going to have some type of advantage in terms of just sheer height. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of pounding the ball inside because so much of what makes Indiana a great team is when Mackenzie Holmes is playing well. And if you get her in foul trouble, uh, the Hoosiers at times can be a little more one-dimensional, which is just naturally easier to defend. Speaking of defense, if you flip it around to the other side of the court, I guess how good of a defense – I mean, if you have that many 6'5 players, I assume – decent in the front court uh, defensively, but overall, what's this defense like for UConn? Yeah, that that's kind of the one area that I'm really not worried about is this team defensively. That's kind of been the constant all year. Um, they In the front court, Olivia Nelson Adota has improved defensively uh, from her junior to senior season more than she did in any offseason in her career. Uh, her footwork has been excellent with the exception of last night when she fouled out, she's been able to stay out of foul trouble. Um, I think Aaliyah Edwards, who had a bad season offensively compared to what she did as a freshman, has also been pretty good defensively. Um, so that's good. The team isn't a very good rebounding team, though, which is kind of weird. Um, and, and, I, and I don't really know why. But mm-hmm. they, they, can, they can defend you, and... and uh, in at the guard position, they can do it too. Uh, I think Paige last year got the reputation for not being very good defensively, and I don't think that was fair. Uh, she's better defensively this year. Uh, Kristen Williams is a very good defender. Nika Mule coming off the bench is kind of the one where, you know, let's say Grace Berger starts going off. Uh, they'll come in and they'll put Nika Mule on her and try to slow her down. That's kind of her role on this team. Uh, so I, I'm not as worried defensively as I am with, is this team going to be able to get good shots? Yeah, that was going to be kind of a question is that there's there's so many ways Indiana can attack. They I hadn't actually realized this during the Princeton game. They put up a graphic and said that just in terms of scoring, Indiana was the most prolific starting five in the country. They have five 1,000-point scorers. Um, some of that's nature of – of the COVID year and everybody getting to come back and, and kind of pad their totals. But this is an IU offense that can hit you in a lot of different ways. And we've talked about the front court out on the perimeter. Um, you kind of mentioned that there's a couple different options they have because really any of the three guards that Indiana has, Grace Berger, Ali Patberg, Nicole Cardania, Hillary at times have been 
kind of a go-to type of option scoring for them. Uh, Nicole Cardania Hillary ended up on the uh, Big Ten tournament team, all Big Ten tournament team. Allie Patberg's been around for <laughs> seven years now. I'm sure you'll hear that in the broadcast. But um, so I, I guess long way of saying on, on the perimeter, I guess uh, you guys have some some defenders there then. Yeah. And I'm just going to look at UConn's defensive numbers mm-hmm. really quickly. Um, they rank eighth in the country in um, two point field goal percentage defense. They rank 70th in three point percentage defense. So not as good, but they still hold opponents to um, under 29% from three. So they do a decent enough job there. Um I, I think they have the thing. The thing that worries me, you, you mentioned Indiana has a lot of different ways to attack you. If again, I'll say Berger goes off, scores 10 points in the first quarter and Gino says, okay, Nika Mule, you're going to go stop her. And she does that there. There are different options. And now you're putting pressure on say maybe an easy FUD to defend somebody. And that's really where FUD's game needs to come along. She's not a very good defender right now. So that part worries me a little bit. Yeah, and pretty much all season long, you see um, different players for IU at different times stepping up. Nicole Cardano Hillary might have a really good first quarter, and then uh, Mackenzie Holmes might have a really good second quarter. And it's kind of a, a chess match of a defense reacting and the Hoosiers reacting to that. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. Started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to see what the hype was all about. Uh, Just like you guys, I hear it on podcasts all the time. I was curious. So I dove in, and guys, this is a game changer. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy. It helps you uh, recover, focus, helps with aging, literally everything they help you guys out with. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. So it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Now, having said all that, you guys are probably expecting something expensive. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, And it's honestly cheaper than that Starbucks you probably picked up this morning as well. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Especially heading into the flu or cold season, it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com 
slash college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's that time of year again, guys. No better time to be uh, gambling on games because college basketball's tournament is it's finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Let's go back to our conversation one more time with Russ. I mean, we've we've talked. I know UConn had five losses, but as you said, they didn't really have everybody in all of those games. So typically I say when UConn loses, what went wrong? But that's probably not apt in this one. So when UConn struggles, I guess, where are teams able to take advantage of them at? Well, the, the one loss that UConn had where they were healthy was to South Carolina, and that happened in the Bahamas. And, and that was a closer game than uh, than it looked because UConn actually led for a lot of that game. South Carolina took the lead, I think, like near the end of the third quarter and then just completely dominated from there. Uh, the problems in that game, uh, rebounding, they just could not buy a rebound. And once South Carolina got going, and UConn started making mistakes, they let it compound. Um, they got rattled. I think and I hope that the adversity that they faced this year with the injuries, with the losses, with playing some closer games than they're used to, uh, has prepared them better for a situation like that uh, in the tournament. But that that is how they lost that game. Um, trying to think about other situations where they've really struggled, you know, if, there are just some games where they just don't make shots and it sounds really simple, but this is a UConn team that isn't going to get a ton um, from the paint. Now, when they do actually get the ball in there, they're very efficient and they're very effective, but it's not where a ton of their offense comes from. So if they're not making jump shots, uh, it's going to be a problem. You saw that a little bit last night. uh, So that would worry me a little bit. Um, but those are situations where things are going wrong for UConn more so than the opponent is doing something great, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And the inverse to that, we talked about the streak that they've kind of been on when things are are clicking as they have been of late. Where where are or where is I should say UConn finding success at? Well, I'll say when UConn is clicking, you can tell very quickly. Um, they they are dictating the tempo of the game. They're, they're not necessarily going to you know run you up and down, run you off the court, but they are pushing the tempo and they're getting good shots early in the shot clock. They're not great when they have to really slow it down and grind out possessions. Um, I, it feels like if their first option falls apart, they're not always ready for what to do next. Uh, so that's a problem when they can really dictate how the game is played, they are very successful. And um, I, I think even though I said, you know, Paige hasn't been her normal self, she has been steady and she has been reliable. 
And so I feel better about that, knowing that when the ball is in her hand, she can make things happen at the pace that she wants to. Um, and as long as her teammates are ready, uh, th- then the team is going to be okay. It's an interesting uh, note on the tempo because Indiana is kind of fine with slowing the game down with both sides of the ball, really, to play a more deliberate game and work through their offense. We've seen them uh, probably most recently them slowing an opponent down. It's a, a very exaggerated version of it, but that Iowa offense would would fire whenever they would get going. And mm-hmm. in the Big Ten tournament, uh, that was a very different game. Now, some of that you could attribute to being in the the Big Ten tournament and just being the third or fourth game in as many days for those two teams. But IU was able to slow them down. And, I mean, they've gotten a lot of looks at a team like Iowa to, to figure out how to do so. So it's going to be an interesting battle of, of tempo and who's able to control it in this one. What's your just confidence level going into this game? I know uh, you said it was probably a lot different before that UCF game, at least. Yeah, it- Listen, if you're asking me to pick the game, I'll pick UConn to win. Yeah. I think I think if Indiana plays their average game and UConn plays their average game, UConn's better. Not mm-hmm. by a ton, but I think they're better. Um, but I'm like 55-45 or 60-40 at best mm-hmm. right now. And maybe, I, maybe part of that is just me being a fan and just expecting the worst to happen. Um, I don't know. Uh, I do think, like I said, we'll be able to tell early on what kind of day it's going to be. And, and like I said, uh, UConn's not going to run you off the court. They're not going to play a super fast tempo. But if they are in the flow of their offense, they're going to be very successful. If Indiana can really disrupt them, make them take 20 seconds off the clock, uh, then they have a very good chance at stopping UConn. It's going to be an interesting battle. I'm looking forward to just how what the matchups are going to look like. I assume Nicole Cardania-Hillary, who um, everybody at the Big Ten tournament spent the whole week calling her a gnat defensively. <laughs> I assume she's going to get the one get the uh, coverage on Paige Beckers. She, it's going to be – I always enjoy just watching whoever she's matched up against because she's just that type of player to get under your skin and just be really annoying. And she had Caitlin Clark in, in all types of – uh, moods angry during that Big Ten tournament, and and Caitlin Clark didn't play well in that game, at least in other IU games she did. So um, she's went up against some of the the best guards in the country, and she's going to get another one on Saturday. It's it's a I'm excited. Um, like I said, IU doesn't have many chances to go up against UConn, and I think that they could potentially win, which I do on Saturday. So. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it just uh, in that aspect alone. Uh, you you mentioned it, but uh, I'm assuming your prediction for this game is UConn. Yeah, but again, not super confident about it. Like 55, 45 percent. You know, I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a good one. And I think the fact that UConn actually played close games this year, as opposed to normal, uh, could help them down the stretch. Yeah, it's. These are two battle-tested teams. Both of them went through a lot of adversity this year, and it should lead to a really fun game. Russ, man, I appreciate a ton having you on and uh, and talking to us about this UConn season and the weird one it's been for you guys, but uh, it should lead to a really, really fun game on Saturday. 
I, I'm I'm looking forward to the game as nervous as I am about it. <laughs> it's going to be yeah, fun. That's, that's exactly how I feel. So thanks again, and uh, I would say best of luck, but I, I'll settle on. I hope it's a fun one. I That sounds good to me. <laughs> again, just want to thank him for stopping by, talking a lot about UConn, and giving us a, an idea of what to expect uh, in this game tomorrow. We will be back on Monday, uh, rain or shine, win or loss. To recap the Sweet 16 game, hopefully, fingers crossed, previewing an Elite Eight game. Either way, we'll be talking about Saturday's game. It's going to be a big one, hopefully a fun one for the Hoosiers. Thank you guys, as always, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, head on over to the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Uh, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get the podcast. Appreciate all the love you guys give us. It's been a fun week talking about the women's basketball team and the women's basketball tournament. Appreciate you guys supporting us all week. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a quick rating and review while you are there. Most importantly, though, guys, Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Let's go Hoosiers and LEO.